Spider-Man, actually. Oh, dude. Well, what if you do Venom on October 20th? Dude, I need to get a PS fucking live. You're on the clock, brother. You got four days. Yeah, I might have to get it late, because I looked, and it was still out of stock in some places, and I'm going to get it used, probably. So. Yeah, you should... You, I mean, we're going to Oswego next Friday, so... Yeah, it doesn't matter. You should probably wait on that, too. Oh, yeah, shit. I'm pulling a little bit of money together for myself for that, so... Yeah, I, I forgot about Oswego. I God couldn't drop a... Uh, I couldn't drop $800 on a PS5 right now, even if I wanted to. Dude, but you could play Venom for one mission. <laughs> that's what I found out, and that's what made me kind of be like, I'll wait. Ah, who cares? When I messaged you at first, I'm like, I need a PS5. I need this now. Yeah, no. Uh, by the end of it, I was like, okay, <clears throat> one mission? I'm like, no, there's no way they won't let you free roam at the end of the game. No. No, you, no, no, yeah, no, 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 no. That's too dangerous. That's You, In the modern- you might have some fun. On like, the modern fucking game, watch it. On the modern game sphere, that's too dangerous. Honestly, yeah. anything fun? <clears throat> no. They should have like fucking uh, you know those mod trainer things where you could change everything in the in the game just through a menu. They uh-huh. just unlock that at the end of the game if it's single player. Uh, yeah, why not? Just it's an let open you control the game. Fuck it's it. an open world sandbox with a with the specialized physics engine. Let you let, let them play around. Fuck like it. GTA 5, fucking I have a mod menu that pops up. I'm like, "All right, turn off cops. Let me just fuck around without finding out." All right. All I don't right. want that. I don't want to fuck around and find out. I don't want to find I out just anything. Fuck around and not and not know anything. I want to like <laughs> guy that doesn't find out anything. I want to fuck around and be ignorant. Let's go. <laughs> That's the best <laughs> life to do it, you know? Yeah. That's like most of the environment. They yeah. don't find out anything. No. Uh, in other game news, CSGO, more like CS Gone. Um, remember how Overwatch 2 came out and then Blizzard was like, yeah, no, Overwatch 1 is gone and it's Overwatch 2 now. Yeah, yeah. The Source Engine switch is happening for CSGO. And uh, now it's CS2. Yeah. Counter-Strike 2. I have CS2. And CSGO is gone. Uh, Well, okay, yeah. It updates over your current copy of CSGO. Yes. Um, and can't people you do ru- not like it. Can't you run the beta, like options on Steam? You could do a drop-down menu on every game you have and click on a different update. I'm just following a report I heard from somebody else and giving it to yeah. you as a person who played Counter Strike. I have Global thousands Offensive. of hours. Yeah. That's why I just figured I would yeah. pass that along. Um, in other bad video game news, actually, you have an opinion on that. You said a little um. CS:GO uh, Two is pretty good. It's the same thing as the other one. It's just missing some maps and features. So that that really blows. Yeah. Like arms race, it's like the gun game of CS:GO. Not there. Jumping scouts, not there. Damn. That's where you have like low gravity, but you're all like fucking with snipers. Ooh. So like, if you jump, you commit to that jump, and it's just people could track you in the sky. That's pretty sick. Thirty seconds to Mars, no scope music videos. Yeah, two thousand seven. CS:GO is fucking. It feels smooth. Yeah. I like how it plays. It is different. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm way worse at CS2 than Global Offensive. <laughs> Somehow, it's the same fucking game. But they changed the tick rate, the tick rate of uh, how fast uh, the server checks your pings on what you're doing in the game. Mm. So now it's better. Ooh. And I'm used to the older rate of uh, it checking. So now I'm worse. <laughs> it's better and I'm worse. That's the fucked up part. Well, you are older. Yeah. As you, get, get, as you older. get older, a lot of, a lot Don't of tell me nerve that. endings die. Don't tell me that. You know, I found out something pretty interesting. Yeah. Just a little side tangent. We'll get back to video okay, games okay. in a second here, folks. 
I found out something pretty interesting about um, taste buds the other day. I found out as you get older, um, taste buds die more frequently and do not regenerate than other cells in your body. Uh, and so when people are like connoisseurs about like wine or whiskey and stuff, and why kids like sweets more than adults, is because kids have more receptors for things that have more receptors, uh, savory, umami, stuff like that, that they're less likely to like because they're not... So they'd be as good. more prone to being picky. Yes. That's so you, why the saying is like, oh, when you get older, you'll like this. Exactly. No. Um, so <laughs> You'll taste it less. You'll yeah. like it. So people who spend a lot of time being connoisseurs of tasting things yeah. and say that they have better taste literally have less taste Damn. than other people. We should hire than children y- other to younger taste people. things. Yes. We should be giving children wine. You should to age be out of being a taster at 10. <laughs> <laughs> I think more like thirty. Watch out, wine tasters. I think I think more like thirty. I think wine tasting should be a nine-year maximum. Nah, ten. I bet. I bet when you're at ten, you're at the peak. I yeah. Well, on average, I wonder what the age of that would be. Actually, on a tangent from your tangent, I heard the same thing about a different part of your body. Ooh. About your eyes. Oh. Now. What about them? Be it. I saw on a short from a guy that I don't know. He seems to be reputable. Whatever. Uh, he uh, said that. From the time you were uh, a kid to now, or like into your 20s, or even further, colors just look duller. So if things looked more vibrant, well, you're a little colorblind, but you would still probably experience that. Some of our memories of how things used to look like are just literally different, because we can't absorb those colors the same. Oh. That's, that makes a lot of sense, I thought about it. And then when I'm wearing the, like, the red glasses that I have, they make certain colors more vibrant. I'm like, oh, dude, this feels nostalgic somehow. <laughs> like, even though I didn't see your red. Because your red yeah. receptors were deeper at the time. Yeah, so and I'm like, holy It would pop fuck. out more. Like, the red leaves look exactly how I remember them when I was a kid. But it's not, not by much. But no. still, a little fade on it. Ooh. That's anyway, back to video games. Uh, the CSGO thing, let me put a pin in. Oh, not put a pin in. Let me take the pull, pin out. Yeah, take the pin out and flip the page at the end here. Um, <laughs> Stabbing a book. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of using a bookmark, taking a clothespin and stabbing it at the page you're reading so that the cover, you, you like flip it back on and it makes that little lip wherever the, the head of the pin is. <laughs> I, like to, I like to hole punch my books. <laughs> On the dot, on the period where I left off, so I know exactly where on the page I stopped right reading. I just, no matter no. what the consequences are of that for the other pages behind it. Fuck no. I'll find out later. Honestly, if it's a thick enough book with like a hardcover, you probably wouldn't be able to push it all the way down. You'd have to use like a mallet or something to get it all the way down to the head. It's like, yeah. And then you, you'd have to stop you, you'd have to stop using the pin after a while when you made it like three quarters of the way through the book because then you'd like just a, be hammering into the table. You can't use like a thumbtack. You need like a flat pin yeah you need yeah. like one of those clothes pins a, a clothes pin with like one of the little ball ends yeah or like not even there's some flat end ones yeah yeah because yeah. Yeah. like a push pin would just be ridiculous half your book would be open uh <laughs> especially if you finished on a sentence that's in the middle of the book oh my like gosh near the crease oh no that's a problem you're you're going to hell yeah for doing that it's a sin against God the, damn. the libraries imagine uh, sorry, you took a pin out to turn a page, wh- <laughs> yeah. which now has a hole in it. Um, <laughs> That's the hole for the next couple about- of chapters. <laughs> um, so, yeah, <laughs> if we pause in the middle of CSGO 2, it's oh pretty good, but missing a lot of things. So I get why people are upset. And it probably, for a lot of people, feels worse because the way the ping rate, or not the ping rate, 
Fucking uh, refresh rate. It's not refresh. They had a different name. Is it just a polling rate? Uh, changed. It went from sixty as a default for CS, uh, CS:GO, to one hundred and twenty. But it's like a continuous one hundred twenty, so you don't feel individual frames in the lag. Mm. Uh, which you didn't really feel when it was sixty, but uh, they changed it. A lot of people are struggling. That's tough. That makes sense. And then there's no way you can go back. I'm uh, I'm almost 100 percent sure. Maybe the next podcast I'll uh, I'll put a pin in this chapter again uh, <laughs> and come back to it. But I'm pretty sure, like most Valve games, <laughs> <laughs> you'd have to read books in like two sittings at most. <laughs> Otherwise, you're just stabbing entire fucking like if you if you stop at like halfway through a page regularly, yeah. you would just have like a big. There'd just be birdshot in the middle <laughs> of your book, basically. <laughs> like, sometimes it is what it is. And I feel like those pages would get stuck together because of how they fold when you stab mm. them. Um, and then you'd be like, what the fuck happened? I went from this page and then he's dead on the next one. <laughs> like, what happened? Oh, I have to peel them apart because I made it stuck together. Because I did it. <laughs> I God did that. It. Like, why do people do this? Mm. Oh, nobody does. Nobody this. does. I'm, then, I'm just stupid. Uh I'm pretty sure there's a drop-down menu where you could look at old betas or old updates, and you could just go back. But it's gonna be like three percent of people that will do that. Yeah, because nobody, because those servers are gonna be dead. Of course, like you can go back. There's probably gonna be like twenty people, most of them in Korea, um, or Russia, probably Russia. And then you're just gonna be playing high-paying fucking uh, CS. So. At least they didn't do the nuclear option, where all your skins that you invested money into vanished in anyone. Oh, people would kill themselves. Actually, yeah. there'd be the suicide rate. It'd be like fucking two thousand and eight all over again. It would <laughs> uh, I would I would argue more like the height of the Mongolian Empire, where the temperature of the planet drops. I know two people with a five thousand dollar CS:GO inventories. That's, that's like an NFT. Yeah, it that's is. essentially an NFT, and it fluctuates like an NFT and stock markets. So, some I've seen their inventories go as high as ten thousand from like a three thousand dollar investment. It oh goes up gosh. and down just based on the popularity of CS:GO. All right. Wow. Okay. So yeah, it's scary, but I think you could fix it. Yeah, if well, you want to. In other speaking of bad things in video game news, um, the uh, no uni- more video games next year. They, no more video games either- next year. The uh-huh. Unity devs um, put out a press release. Oh, an update on this. Okay, yeah. I didn't hear anything They about put that. out a press release saying, uh, we're not doing that, actually. And the CFO got fired. Um, Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, not, not like there was massive reputational damage done and anything going forward has to be transferred to a different engine because... There's no shot that people are going to trust them again. Yay! All of our games are just back on. Uh, okay. So yeah, no, just kidding. There will probably still be another full year's gap um, for upcoming big releases that would run on Unity because not ev- not a chance in hell. Most reliable devs are going to be like, yeah, we can trust what's going on there. How was the? How long ago was the first news of Unity doing that? Uh, around a month. Around uh, a month. Mid-September, I think. I'm willing to bet there's going to be a small, rough gap by next year of indie games on being on different engines, or maybe just because companies had to adjust and swap entirely. 
Uh, because a lot of people probably started development on something else to avoid Unity. Yeah. That's probably what happened. So we're going to get a lot of games in Unreal, I'm sure. Oh, That's yeah. That's probably yeah. what's going to happen. Unreal's happening. Yeah. Um, or or companies are just going to start developing. They're going to, they're gonna the sink that they're going to make financially is to develop their own engine. Uh, that's, a, no. I, I think, I think big I enough indie dev studios can get away with it, like, especially if they already made a popular indie game. If you game. had, like, a double A and a half company. Yep. That would be Or it. maybe, like, a triple B studio or triple C studio. Yeah. Um, uh, smaller, like, um, like, New Blood Interactive is not making a new engine just so that they can put out all the way, and the people yeah, no. who made Hollow Knight not making a new engine. Fucking, look at, like, Bethesda. They don't want to make any engines. They're, no. They made one, and they're done with it, because that shit is awful. It's terrible. Well, also, Bethesda's just cheap and terrible, Fucking but that's a whole other can of worms. CD Projekt Red, instead of making a new engine, they're like, we're going to smash the Witcher engine to pieces to make Cyberpunk work. Yes. And it barely worked, and it's working good now, but, like, holy fuck. If they did all that to avoid making a new engine, I doubt there's a lot of companies <laughs> making their fucking Hollow Knight engine, okay? No, yeah. They're not doing no, that. No, it's really. not happening, but um, um, it's, it's... I think there's just new developers working on new engines, which is going to take a while. It's a, it's a slim chance alternative, but in my opinion, it's equally likely to all the other outcomes... Uh, aside from just swapping to like Unreal and just taking the one-time publishing cost rather than the fucking one-time publishing cost is sick. Yeah, the Unity fucking install fee. Gay. Think, I don't think I see many like platformers or anything come out of Unreal. Mm. Was Ori in the Blind Forest Unreal? That might. I think so. Yeah, that might have been the only. But that's not even fully two-dimensional. I don't know. Unreal was just better at rendering faces in the seventh gen. But it that, is, that is long gone. It's Unreal, the new one? The fucking 4. Point, was it, it's Unreal they? 5. It's Unreal, Unreal 5. 5, yeah. I think they were like teasing 5.5. Oh, it does insane things. It's it's ridiculous. It's The AI-powered like generation for it is insane. Generating forests through it is crazy. All right, uh, final, final video game topic I'll bring up here for this week's uh, this week's thing is a media recap okay yep. I have I have had a roller coaster of a week emotionally okay. but um, the thing that I did most that I want to talk about is consume media like a young person these days so this is the most relatable episode consume media yeah I must look at images on my phone I, I love to. looking at pictures <laughs> on my phone dude. that is my favorite thing honestly to do. yeah I just I could do it all day. Oh. I've done it all day. Mm-hmm. It's so on good. Mon- last Monday I did do it all day. It makes me so good. Um, but feels so good. It makes right. me so good. It doesn't make me good. Video game media consumption. Final point. Yeah. The game awards are shortly around the corner. It, the holiday season is beginning. At the time of recording, it is Monday, October sixteenth, right now, uh, which means in three weeks, holiday season is happening let's go no more games are being released yeah we're done video games we're are done over. Uh, video games stop being released on two days before halloween because they like ev- all everybody saw that one episode of south park where they're like okay kids go get your xboxes and then millions are dead <laughs> uh but <laughs> but uh with that all being said I still have Baldur's Gate 3. You have to finish it still. I, I don't think I even need to finish it. I'm I am looking for the way out of Act 1, and it is still the game of the year. You're in Act 1? 
Yeah. Okay, I'm not going to do a whole like. Yeah, big yeah recap. we're not doing Baldur's Gate but, hour. But, but basically, Act One is finished. The last yeah. thing I have to do, I I I did the Grove fight. I have Halson in my camp. I'm not going to use him in my party. I don't want a druid. Um, but I, the quest line is now find either the the yeah, corrupted I don't have road. Camp in Act One. Huh? Oh, nothing. I'm about to. Never mind. Go on. <laughs> the the find the corrupted road to get to um the night song or the 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 moonrise towers or find a way to the underdark. Yeah. My plan is that I'm going to stampede the entire goblin camp now that I'm higher level. Okay. Um and I'm just prepping to do that so I haven't touched the game in a while. But as far as my experience with it, it's better than any game I've played this year except for Final Fantasy 16. But Final Fantasy 16 was so much limited because of the scope of the fact that it's just an action game, and it also stretched itself among 60 hours. So it's like, like the high points and the low points were like very few and far between. Where it's like, Baldur's Gate 3, everything is kind of like a midpoint, but you choose which ones you want, and that makes the high points out of it. Because you're never going to get a bad experience out of it unless you just roll shitty. Anyway, I did in my latest. Um, like sit down of it, I decided to plug my Afterglow controller into my laptop and see what that was like. And I discovered something that genuinely lowers the game score really? for me by a whole point Ooh. on an out of ten oh, scale. Oh, all right, all right. And this might be a debate. It it's, might not it's, be. It's going to be a debate agree. because this is. I know what I'm about to say because I have a big. It's very yeah. petty, but you. I need you to hear me out. On this. Okay, yeah, yeah, go for it. So I plug the controller in. I wanted to feel the scroll wheel and everything. And you get to walk around in third person. Walking around in yeah. third person, using the thumbstick instead of clicking to move. Yep. There's a lot of quality of life features that the controller offers that feel very different. Um, and yeah. it's that that is up to a personal preference. It doesn't actually do anything different in terms of how the game works, except oh. using a controller... Like when you're using keyboard and mouse, if you press Alt to highlight everything in your range... <clears throat> that is collectible. When you use a controller and it does that little pulse to show you everything, for some reason, only on the controller, only on the controller, will you see the status of chests, crates, and barrels, and drawers. The status? If they're empty or not. Before, oh, shit. Before you go and in, and investigate them. Because some of them, a lot of them in this game, are just set dressing. They're always yeah, they empty. Are. They don't do anything. You can't so even So I do a thing up. of like, click, empty, exit, click, exit, click, yeah. exit. Oh, I have a thing in this The one. controller will show you what's in everything you can go and collect. Yeah. And then you can you can highlight it with your, your right stick and then press A or X or whatever controller you're using. And go and press it and pick it up. Highlight the next item. Do that over and over again. Uh, I prefer the keyboard and mouse. Yeah, but this and you, is, yeah. but you can't see that. You have to hover over everything, highlight over everything, and mm, it's. I don't know if that would take a whole point for me, but I, the fact that there's no way of seeing that with the keyboard and mouse is such a ridiculous oversight, in my opinion, that I don't. I do not want to use the controller. Here is how I, if I was working for the PR team of Larian, the B. The Boulder, Boulder's Gate dev. The way I'd say it is, on PC, it's probably 
it's not as hard of a hassle to search every chest because it feels like searching on a controller. Imagine clicking on every chest. Oh yeah, that'd be hell. So they kind of did that. But the I never alt thought but, about the chest. That but hard. the left alt already highlights everything yeah. that can be inspected in your area. So it seems like a massive oversight to not just because all it is is a chest icon. Yeah. It's the it's the um, closed or open chest icon. That saw other people playing with it, and it gave you that little scroll wheel, especially for spells and stuff. I wanted to see how Gale felt with it, and I'm gonna be honest, I didn't like it very much. And I'm not complaining about how the it works wheel. because it's you just have to like set up the. Scroll it's wheel just too. a personal. It's like yeah. the controller style is just a personal choice, so it's not something I can complain about because I do like how it feels on mouse and keyboard. It made me feel like fucking Magicka did this better, dude. Yeah. Like. If, as an isometric camera game of a party of spellcasters, Magicka did this way better. But it's, yeah, it, it's like it's I don't know. It's kind of hard to do that many spells. It just made me feel like I was playing like fantasy Mass Effect, but worse. Yeah. But it was it wasn't worse because it's like trying to be Mass Effect. It's just like the controller experience felt like that. That's that's all I'm complaining about. Moving on, unless you have anything to say about um. that. No, I largely mostly agree. I don't think I would just take a whole point away from me. Like I play it on a, I played it on the Steam Deck quite a bit. I'm like, I don't want to get my PC. I'm just gonna lay in bed tonight and just play in my bed. So the Steam Deck has the controller things. I really like just walking around in third third person. That is sick. Where it's not like you're clicking to where you want to go. You actually just walk there. Yeah. Actually, I wish it was on the keyboard like that. Like I wish it was just like that. On the it keyboard. is a little absurd to me that WASD is not what controls your character. Yeah. And it's still the problem of, like, I wish the camera could let you look further than you're seeing. Yep. I, that That is also a fucking big issue for me. I'm like, my character could see that. Um, scroll, the wheel thing, it's just the only thing is, like, I I don't spend enough time on the keyboard to invest in that. Like, if it was my, my only option was to play on console, then yeah. It would probably be fine if I got used to it. Because you can customize each wheel. So oh, yeah. It's a yeah. wheel for, like, healing spells, a wheel for this, a wheel for this. I didn't care, so I just kind of let it be a mess, and that frustrated me beyond belief. But it let me do a lot of smaller side quests while I was in bed before getting on my PC and doing the main story, which was pretty sick. Uh, this game is still, like, a 9.5 for me. Oh, I discovered I discovered a hack with uh, uh, um, shopkeepers or people who, whatever the title, for people who sell you items, traders. Just just a massive okay. scam oh. that the freedom of the ability to do this makes it Alright, so I got oh, um I got uh Fain Death on one of my guys. Yeah. And uh Fain Death, do you know what it does? Do you know exactly what it does? Uh, I've never used it. I have it. What Fain Death does is it allows you to cast um a fake like knockout. It makes right. one of it makes somebody you are allied with or one of your party members. Allied is important here. <clears throat> it it makes them forcibly knocked out. They still have full health and everything and they're they're fine, but they're just unusable for a set period of turns um, or time, I guess. And it stops enemies from attacking them. So if you don't want to have someone who's low on health have to roll death saves, you can cast Feign Death on them to just knock them out of the fight and they won't be aggroed by enemies. I discovered that you can give traders when you go into the bartering menu with them or whatever, all of your gold, 
or all of whatever you want to give them to make them very happy with you, and this gives them the ally tag. Which means you can then use feign death on them. Oh no. And they will forcibly be knocked out until however long you want. Um, and if you're in a non hostile area, other people can see you do this and they just don't care. Oh, because they, they're like, oh, it's, it's not just an aggressive spell. No, because it's like if you hit your own party, if you start combat by hitting your own party, yeah, members, that'd be a problem, I guess. It, no, like other people in if you're in the grove, right? Yeah. In the first act, and you accidentally shoot your own party member with an arrow, other people who are your allies don't start combat with you because they're like, Oh, you fucking you're a traitor. Like if you have the ally tag with somebody, you're basically immune. So you can knock them out and then just go into their menu and steal all their shit and when they wake up, they still have the friends category or the tag of ally. And they're still happy with you because you gave them all their money. They don't even notice. Oh my god! And I just I discovered that by just playing around because I had that like, is a massive. I mistake. just got some excess spells. I don't think um, I've ever actually seen that. It did start combat for me in the goblin camp because they're all like kind of iffy. Was it like the yellow circles around them, or? Uh, uh, it was. Um, it was just I did it. I did it to the fucking. Um, when you go in the goblin camp, yeah. past gut. And then go to the left. There's yeah. that little halfling in wearing yellow, and then there's some some weird bitch next to her. And I I did that, and the, the fucking weird bitch guarding the door started trying to fight me. So I non lethal attacked her and and knocked her ass down. But th- that that was fun. It was fun to do. Anyway, I'm talking too much about Baldur's Gate again. Yeah, I was about to say that's a quick last note. I'm unlike a lot of. Uh, I almost said Borderlands, uh, Baldur's Gate's uh, subreddits and stuff. I have not heard about the exploit yet there was a it's incredible there was a chest in Baldur's Gate where you could just repeatedly do that because the guy that you give the money to his chest is behind him yep you could just keep taking the money out and it's easy because there's no vision cones that see you do it um I saw people do that no one mentioned feign death I don't think anyone's used feign death in the game oh I, I it's uh <laughs> it has its uses I think I think because my brain is rogue like I role play so hard that my brain is rogue guy who commits crimes. Yeah. When I play like nice, talkative, charismatic fellow who's also secretly a little bit evil. I think oh, my because my, my brain yeah. does that, I look for all the possible exploits that a rogue could have, and then that takes away from my ability to like be a wizard very well. So I probably am not doing things very good with like Gale. But that's, I'm that's yeah that's the but problem. I'm doing things very well with my guy. That's the problem with having a whole party to control. Yeah, you're not playing well to your whole party. Mm-hmm. I uh, changing but, gears. Yep. Not to make it the Baldur's Gate podcast. Changing gears, like Malcolm said that one time, flipping somebody's transmission so you have five gears of reverse. <laughs> Let's go. We're going into reverse, baby driver. <laughs> uh. Ye- you have one shoot left with me. I put my fucking clothes for the video in yep. the back seat back here. You have this Thursday to get this game done uh, because I'm getting a fucking haircut, dude. I need a haircut I, as well. I am not putting this off any longer. You can't make me do it. I need a haircut, and I need to uh, fucking... I need to book those the Airbnb for myself for when we go to us. We go. So that's gonna be that's gonna be a financial thing that I need to do, and I want to do it on the same day so I don't have to fucking remember it. And that's that's coming up pretty soon. Yeah. So 
you have Thursday, dude. Do not fucking drag this out any longer. I, this is going to be the fifth shoot. <laughs> we need to film the game. Yeah, that's it. That's all we need to do. Uh, and then we can make the drinks off camera. I don't think that part of it matters. We just we need to do the well, game. It like let's make the drinks once we're shaved. Like we could just recreate them on video. Okay, sure. Uh, we'll just have to do that. Media recap time. What? Uh, before I get into this, how how has your week been? What have you been doing this week? Because um, I'm about to talk about a lot of movies and TV for a little bit. I'm checking the weather for Thursday. Oh, thanks for doing that on the show. While well, I'm now I'm to concerned. Talk to you. We have a deadline. All right, Thursday. No rain. Hopefully, eight percent rain. Mm. This week, I don't know. The week flew by. It's only been Monday. No, I meant like since last fuck. When's the last time we hung out? Like last Saturday. Um, uh, just lots of editing. That's about it. All right. Fair enough. I don't. Yeah, I, don't, I didn't take note of much. Probably other things. Just didn't care for them. Mm, okay. I have seen some stuff this Ooh. week, and I would like to talk about it. Cam has seen a vagina for the first time. Don't you try to corrupt my audience by <laughs> talking them into thinking that I have sex. Don't do that. Okay, he has never... He's heard of a vagina. <laughs> and I don't even know what that is. He doesn't know. What I have anything. seen is movies and television, mostly movies. Uh, last Monday was Columbus Day, and I had a day off from work, and all of my... Um, gym stuff was closed. You need to celebrate. Kill any natives? If there were any natives around me, I would have slaughtered them. Let's go. Wear their ears as necklaces, baby. I spent all day on Monday in bed on Netflix watching stuff because I figured I don't have anything else to do. I don't have any plans. Um, Most of the other people I know were working and I didn't feel like driving around doing stuff. Could have been completing Baldur's Gate, but no. I don't want to always play Baldur's Gate. No, you have to always play Baldur's Gate, man. You, that, don't. I don't understand. Stop putting your feelings and addictions on me like we're the same person. It uh, doesn't. It doesn't work, and it never. It's never funny. Okay. I don't understand, and you're wrong at the same time. Okay, well you're dumb and wrong and gay, boots. Shut up. Anyway, I no, watched first number one. I watched Dune. Dune got put on Netflix, and I watched it. Okay. And um. I gotta say, it's bad. Huh? Is it bad? No, it's awesome. Oh, fuck. But I think I had to talk to some family members about it in the past couple of days, and I'm coming to the conclusion that I enjoy things in a very different way than most other people do. Um, D- Dune was a great watch for me, and the things that I liked about it. Um, other people received to be kind of strange, I gotta say. Oh, okay. Uh, number one for me is this movie has an all-star cast, and none of them are wasted. Uh, okay. It's got it's got fucking Batista. It's got Drax in it. He's the main villain. He the Marvel man. He it's got Marvel man, and it's also he also fights DC man, Jason Momoa, Holy Aquaman. Shit. The crossover. Yeah. Jason Momoa is the mentor character. And and Marvel bad guy man, Josh Brolin. Holy is shit. Is another mentor character. Um and uh fucking Fox Marvel bad guy man, Oscar Isaac is the main character's dad. Uh Oscar Isaac. 
Didn't he play Moon Knight? In the he played Moon Knight. Yeah. And a bunch of other people. Pyramid Man. Pyramid Man versus <laughs> Pyramid Water Man. Boy versus uh, Muscle Wrestler Marvel Guy. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, the twink of the the talk of the town, the twink of the week, Timothy Chalamet was the Iron one. Man. <laughs> no. uh, Timothy Chalamet's performance in this movie is very, very flat. So was it like Dusty Oppenheimer with all the celebrities? Uh, no. Okay. No. Because right. Oppenheimer th- has a crazy cast. Yeah, Dusty Oppenheimer. <laughs> Uh no, it's closer to uh it's it's close it's closer to Breaking Bad than Oppenheimer honestly. Damn. Um, I do you you haven't seen Dune right? I've seen twenty minutes of it. Okay, and that is what I'm basing my whole judgment. The on. the movie is actually, I think I I think you would benefit from watching it with someone who has seen it like me or somebody Maybe. else. I'd do it because a it's it's actually a fun movie. That's that's well worth it. Um, but Timothy Chalamet. As the main character, uh, Paul, is he's just like a fucking he's just like a geeky little teenager guy, and I found that to be so like compelling and convincing as a as a guy who's forced on like the hero's journey because everybody tells him he's like the chosen one, but he's just like a guy who's like I kind of want to finish high school and then I want to figure out what's going on with me because I don't really know what I want to do with my life. <laughs> And okay. uh, it has some, it has some, it's a sci-fi, it has some sci-fi elements, obviously. It's like, uh, it's in, it's 8,000 years in the future, and there's intergalactic travel and stuff, um, and S.H.I.E.L.D. technology has gotten so good that they don't need guns anymore. Uh, and there, but it's not like too, it doesn't go too deep into the, um, it does a lot of show don't tell and doesn't go too deep into the like weird mysticism because there's some fucking uh, there's some barbaric mystic bullshit like uh, Timothy Chalamet's mom is part of uh, you, did you what twenty minutes did you see of it did you see the first twenty minutes uh prob- no I didn't see the beginning I just joined a call and they were all watching it oh all right um, and I joined in and I sat there and I'm like. Ooh, these are the worst parts of Blade Runner. All right, I'm out. Fuck, th- there is some long exposure shit in it. Um, I'm like, ooh, this is the part of Blade Runner where he fucking our boy is looking at bees for a bit, and I'm like, I don't like this. <laughs> that is, you know what? There is a lot of that, but it's done. It's done differently. All right. Anyway, uh, Timothy Chalamet's his mom is part of this like weird cult tribe of witches. This like family of witch people. And they have this, they have this like uh, superpower kind of uh, that I think I haven't read the book, me personally, but I know a lot of people who have, and it seems to be described as like, um, it's it's just uh, if you change the pitch of your voice correctly, it's like it resonates with somebody's brain, like phrenology, and commands them to do things. Uh, but the way that it's compared compelled in the movie in an auditory fashion is that it has this weird like vocal effect on it that Hans Zimmer does very well but damn so like Skyrim I mean Star Wars Sky Sky Skyrim Wars Wars, yeah Sky Wars it's up wars that is the only like fucking Star Wars the force bullshit okay in the entirety of the film aside from the the reason they're on the desert planet in the first place is this like uh, it's just called spice but it's like a it's a hallucinogenic drug, pretty well, much. Go, dude. Um, and so the hallucinogen effects they're kind of portrayed like magic, but it's not. It just 
does stuff to your brain like regular drugs. Uh, long movie, two and a half hours, and it Big feels movie. it feels won't have any patience, but it I got myself to sit through it and I really enjoyed it, and uh, it wasn't what I thought it was, and that was that was number one. Number two on my on my uh, media world tour here, I watched the new Castlevania. Also on Netflix, also on the same day. And this one, I've got some fucking complaints about. I know nothing about it, so I will be useless. Uh, well, don't put the mic down. Just still react to what I'm saying. Don't I will. Just, uh, y- so you haven't watched the first Castlevania on Netflix? I have nothing. I don't know anything about it. So yeah. You, luckily for you, you don't need to know anything about it. Okay, so it's nothing like the th- property? It is based on the lore of the property, but um, it uses a lot more like historical crutches than shit from the games because the first like four seasons of Castlevania follow Trevor Belmont, who is from... This one's based on the Civil War, actually. <laughs> well, no. It, th- this new one's based on the French Revolution. Close, oh, okay. but no cigar. Uh, this one's based on the Ukrainian... Just about... Ukraine-o. Just about 50 years <laughs> Ukraine-Russian War. Uh, Trevor Belmont was a character from like the fucking SNES Castlevanias where they didn't do a lot of characterization for him. So they take a lot of liberties with how he's written and it feels more like a TV show or an adaptation of like a book than it does shit about the video game. You don't actually have to play like the early Castlevanias to know what's going on in the first like Netflix seasons of it. Um, But they're doing the like timeline thing like down the timeline and they had a different Belmont for this new Castlevania called Castlevania Nocturne. Um, and this one, Richter, he is from uh, the very beginning of the most popular Castlevania game, Symphony of the Night, uh, which is the one where the famous meme of Dracula throwing his goblet down and going, what is a man but a literal little miserable pile of secrets? Um, and then he's also from a one that came out only in Japan. But they take a lot of liberties in the show, and it, it is reliant almost entirely on uh, historical incorrectness. So, spoiler warning for Castlevania Nocturne, if you're listening to this in the near future and you don't want spoilers, skip a decent amount ahead. Walter White dies. Walter White dies at the end of Castlevania Nocturne. <laughs> <laughs> uh so the this the show begins. I'm just going to spoil it for you because I don't think you'll be interested in it. And if you do watch Castlevania, you'll forget about this conversation by the time you get to that. Uh, the beginning it just cuts in. It's America, Boston, 1780. It's right after the the Revolutionary War. And this little kid and his mom are walking down the docks, and he's like, "I don't want to go to France to live with my aunt. She doesn't hunt vampires. My mom." Mom, you're way cooler than my aunt. You hunt vampires. And then his mom's like, I'm very sorry, but you can't hunt vampires. You're 10 years old. You have to go. And uh, when the, as soon as the kid says no, the mother is immediately validated because a cloud of smoke appears in front of them and forms into a human figure, which turns into this vampire uh, who fights the mom and kills her. And then the kid's like, oh, fuck, dude. I gotta go to France. This sucks. And then it fast forwards like 13 years or something like that when he's like 19 or 23 or something. Um, 
and now he's the badass Richter Belmont from the video games. I freaking hate vampires. He freaking hates vampires. Damn, um, and he's out in the woods with this group of children. Mimi is not doing well. My mom is too poor to pay her taxes. Vive la France. The revolution is on. And then a bunch of vampires show up to kill them for being part of the French Revolution. And Vic- uh, Victor, Richter's like, no, I don't think so. And he does his cool anime stuff and he kills them. Um, and that's the first episode, and I'm like, all right, sick. I really like this. Seven more to go. I think it's going to be pretty good. Episode two comes on, and, um, another, another attack happens of Castlevania enemies, and their mom, they're about to die and lose from the ambush. Um, all the creatures get fucking shivved in the head by a big metal spike. And so the ones who live kind of just fly away. And it is revealed that the people who save them are two black people from uh, fucking, um, not St. Bernard. They're from a uh, an island in the Caribbean that just went through, like, the Haitian Revolution and killed all the slave masters who, by the way, were vampires. <laughs> wow. Uh so white Dang. people actually never did anything wrong, and it was actually vampires the whole time. Damn, dude, that's <laughs> what the Civil War was about. It was about vampires. Holy shit, does make it <clears throat> full circle. They they're pulling strings here. Man. They 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 went pretty liberal on this. Nine eleven was done by vampires. Well, did you know? So George Bush was a vampire, so, and he did it. <laughs> he did it. He loved to suck blood out of little boys. <laughs> Hillary Clinton might be a vampire. On Vampire Island, (laughs) a.k.a. Epstein's Island. Is Jeffrey Epstein secretly Vlad Dracula Tepesh from Castlevania? Vampire suck man. (laughs) Secretly. Uh, No, black people come to save the day. And by the way, they're in France in 1783. Black people in France, that is, that's fiction. That's, that's super fiction. That is fan fiction. <laughs> a lot of people like to think, especially like European liberals who are like, oh, it took Americans an extra 20 years to end slavery. Unlike us, we abolished it because we didn't have an economy revolving around We abolished around it. black people. <laughs> yeah, they abolished black people and sent them away. And then they're acting like, oh, because they abolished slavery before the Americas, that meant that racial equality had been achieved instantly. And these black people just walk around 1783 France, or 1793 France, like it's willy-nilly, like it's, like it's fucking New York City today. And it's no problem. And that huge, huge issue with me. Um, but it's also a fucking cartoon about vampires, so I can let a little bit slide. What okay. I can't let slide is the characterization of these black characters. Um, the, the, one of them is like a fucking light-skinned mulatto guy with blue eyes, and he's an opera singer. Um, he was, he's like, a he was never okay. born as a slave, but like his whole thing is that he serves white people anyway because wow. he can be an informant for the Underground Railroad in Haiti or wherever they're from. Uh, and then the other girl, the other black girl was born a slave and she fucking went through the slave revolts and burned the island down and killed the vampires except for her master Um, and now they're here to help with the real story in Castlevania Nocturne only on Netflix but they're just they're cunts 
they're just useless. Um, the black, the opera singer black guy dies in one episode, and he gets turned into a vampire zombie by the bad guys. And then the black girl's whole character arc is, I failed again. I have to redeem my past. But while she's doing that, every time she's talking to our main characters, she's the most insufferable bitch on planet fucking Earth. And I try to throw my internal racism out the window and be like, it's a cartoon, dude. Just, just They're taking liberties, whatever. Her characterization is just bad. I hated her more than Skylar White. And I'm, I, I would throw a parade in the celebration of hating Skylar White. It's, it was, it was horrendous. Um, I'm thinking about fucking doing an edit of the show that just takes her out of every scene she's in because the rest of it is phenomenal. The narrative is awesome. The character designs, the animation, the soundtrack, um, the character arcs for the actual Castlevania characters who aren't original to the show. Incredible. I had a great time. Uh, Minus this secondary character who takes up like half the fucking runtime who's just completely insufferable. Um, And if if you guys who are listening know anything about uh, Symphony of the Night and Rondo of Blood... uh, somebody else shows up at the end of the show. I won't say who. Um, and it leaves off at a cliffhanger when they show up. And uh, so we get to wait for season two on that because it Professor got... Professor gr- Snape. And yeah. He kills yeah. Dumbledore. He kills, he kills vampire Dumbledore. Yeah, it is insane. And then yeah. Harry Potter goes, what? And then Malfoy... You're a vampire, Harry. Malfoy goes... Eh. And then the and next movie happens. But and we the, don't know. But it's a flashback and Hagrid goes, you're a vampire, Harry fucking watch it (laughs) (laughs) uh i don't know that uh castlevania i'm only i'm only talking about this because i've tried to get you to watch the first like the first castlevanias on netflix because they're genuinely very good and they don't have a lot of the problems that this new one has and i would hope i would hope that one day Knowing that uh, you don't actually have to know jack shit about the franchise, you can just get into it and watch it because it's a fucking television show on Netflix and not like a tie-in movie for a video game. Maybe. It's interesting, and it's charismatic, and it's fun. It would have to sell me on the idea of vampires. Uh, I just don't like the idea of vampires. Why not? What do you not like about vampires? They're gay. Why? I don't know. You don't know? They go around sucking and fucking... And I don't, I don't want any part of it. I think that's just Twilight. I think that's just... that's Twilight. And then anytime they appear in anything, I'm like, hmm. um, mm. all right, well, okay, well, so like I'll... even the one movie where they're like in Antarctica and they're like, it's gonna be these many days of dark, and then vampires come out and they take over the town. I'm like, cool idea. Still don't like how they look. They're fangy faces. Stupid. Uh, okay. So it's kind of it's a hard sell. That's a maybe hard sell. in animation it'll look a little bit maybe, better to maybe, you. Maybe, well, maybe. Here, let me give you the. The first season of Netflix's Castlevania... Now, Skyrim is, is, sold me on vampires, all right? <laughs> the one you can't marry. Yeah. Uh, the first four episodes are the first season of Netflix's Castlevania, and it was like a little teaser. Um, so it won't be a huge spoiler to sell you on this if you ever decide to watch it, but it is it is a good like two-sided story because Dracula, the big vampire of all time... Top ten vampires ever. Number one, the first shock, one. Number one will shock you. It's he Black invented Dracula. vampires. Um, he was the guy. He's like, we should do vampires. He, he, yeah, honestly, he he thought of that and then he patented it and then made a bajillion dollars. Like, What's good? What are we missing? Vampire. Uh, 
Dracula. Stamp in, that shit. Mr. Patton. Stop interrupting me, please. <laughs> I'm, j- I'm really trying to get this out. I'm and sorry. you just keep saying little things. Uh, Dracula sorry. in the beginning of... <laughs> Dracula in the beginning of the show <laughs> is approached by a human woman who wants to uh, learn medicine from him because he has a bunch of scientific equipment and stuff uh, because he's not affiliated with the church. And this happens, this this first part of the story takes place during the Dark Ages. So the church is controlling all of that part of Europe and they're like, science is the devil and it's bad. Um, and this woman approaches him, and she's a doctor. And so she learns g- real good medicine from him, and he likes how bold she is to just walk up to his big vampire castle and ask for some help. So he makes her his wife, and it's really cute. And then um, one episode later, they burn her at the stake, cute. and he's like, he shows up in Kill My Wife. I'm going to sick all of the second circle of hell on you now. You have about one day to leave this place, and then you're going to die. That's pretty epic. He gave him warning, like Israel to Hamas. Yes, he did. Yeah, he shouldn't have. Just and then day one, murder. and then the Iron Dome collapsed upon the Shit, fucking town man. of Wallachia, Romania, in like seven or like fourteen twenty three or whatever Damn, it takes place. Soon, man. Um, and then fucking the Belmonts come in, the vampire hunters come in, and they have to go on a little adventure, and it's it's really cute, and they're facing insurmountable odds. But the vampires in the show, there's a lot of them. Um, they're like a whole army. They're the whole B-side of the show. And they're not like the gay suck and fuck ones from like Twilight. Gay suck, suck fuckers. They're not the gay suck fuckers from Twilight you don't like. It's They're an actual like society of people who operate under their own rules, they have their own strengths and weaknesses, they have, like, technology and magic that's exclusive to them. It, uh, it almost, it, it feels like a fucking really good, uh, narrative that you'd want, like, in an open-world video game where you could choose which side to take because they're both equally as compelling, and the, the powers that they have are kind of, like, randomly assorted based on, like, what part of the world they're from. It's not like, like, vampire's kind of just a catch-all term for people who can't go in the sun. Some of them turn into smoke, some of them turn into dragons, some of them turn into little bats and, and fly away, uh, and some of them have, like, laser eyes. Like, it, it, it means a lot of different things. Now, now, I haven't seen it. I like the idea of him showing up and wreaking wrath on the fucking area after his wife died. If, if, I, if we could watch just the first two episodes of it, I think maybe. you'd be sold on the entire... Whether what? or not you'd be sold on the entirety would be decided on that, because... Maybe, maybe that, whenever uh, we do a movie night. Every now and then we do movie nights, we share some wild movies together. Like, up next, Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Fucking, we're unearthing that one. That's a really, no one's heard of it. Uh, I just remembered that I actually kind of liked about vampires is I Am Legend. Not the Will Smith one. Uh, the book? I heard about the book. Did you read the book? I did not read the book, but no. I know the synopsis. But it. I know the rough idea, and I like the concept of the human being the legend to the vampires. Yes. Where he's like, there's a vampire society that just exists, and it's the flip on it, like, being like, yo, there's Dracula, there's a, a vampire that's the evil legend that people talk about. It's like the no. guy that walks around in the day and fucking murders vampires. <laughs> that that's a, that's a cool concept. I kind of uh, like that. but I don't like that for the vampire concept. I don't think I just like it for the monster legend concept. But depending okay. on, depending on how the show's presented, it'd be good. It's uh yeah I I, I genuinely think See. you'd like it, and I I would be interested I'll give it in watching my it with you. Best shot. Uh. This this 
one I haven't seen, but since we're just on the topic of vampires, I think there's a movie coming out in the next few days called the The Last Voyage of the Demeter or the Demeter. Have you heard of this? Oh uh, no, I didn't know what it was when I first saw a trailer of it. Um, which is, it's a bunch of people go on like a transcontinental boat in like 1750 or whatever. Damn. Um, Trans, and, count me out. <laughs> and I'm supposed to be the bigot of the show. <laughs> Uh, they get they get on a boat and um, they're like, this boat has great evil on it and then it has trans people on it. It, <laughs> uh, it has Dracula. I was getting it. comedy podcast. What's up? Uh, it's from. Uh, I'm gonna say the N word <laughs> in two minutes. The N word will be real in three, two, one. No, I said two minutes. <laughs> okay. Clearly, black people can't count. <laughs> 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 oh god! All right, that was a joke. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Dementor. Um, That's a thing from Harry Potter. Yeah, there, the there's a. It's actually from. I didn't know this when I first saw a trailer for it, but it's actually from this really good book I read about. It was like the first um, expansion of like the Dracula story that wasn't from the Bram Stoker thing. Yeah, and uh, okay. the whole story. It's it's literally like one chapter of the book because it's about some side characters because like. Dracula goes to America. That's the whole story. Damn, it's like, where it's like fucking the Borat. Yeah, kind of. He, he, <laughs> <laughs> my blood. <laughs> he, uh, That'd be crazy. He it was a he, found footage. <laughs> yeah, they get they get. Um, Dracula goes in his little coffin, and um, they need to like transport like some dirt from Transylvania because that contains some of his power. Is like the fear people have of where he lives. Damn, dirt um, powers. But then halfway through the journey, he gets a little bit thirsty. So he needs to open that fucking coffin up and start feeding on some people. Is this a movie? uh, This is, well, the basis of the story is from the book that I read. But they're making a movie out of it. It's coming out soon. Does the whole story take place in a boat? Because that'd be sick. Uh, The entirety of the story in the movie is this boat ride, yeah. Yeah. That sounds like a sick Uh, concept. It's a a horror movie because it's from the human's perspective. When they they figure out that they're stuck on the fucking boat with Dracula. Yeah. Um, And I I hope they adapt it to the end exactly how it's told in the book. Is in a book all the way, like, just across the journey and then maybe at the end they get to the shore? Or no, the boat makes it because Dracula. The, the drag Dracula needs to go to America yeah, yeah, yeah. or something. Um, but the end of it's literally one chapter of the book. It's a tiny little piece. It's like a Stephen King level story. He can't be the Atlantic Dracula, right? No, he's not much blood unless he Dracula. becomes a really good fisherman. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, no. And he doesn't even want that. He wants he no, wants that's, prime version. Fucking gay. Yeah, that's it's a, that's he's one of the he's not one of them gay sucking fuckers. No, he's straight. Um, he ain't no sucking straight blowing. He he's blowing oppo- dudes straight. Dude. What's the opposite of fuck? Like uh, rape, chast. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's one of them rape bloodmen. Rape bloodmen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's the name of my dark urge in D in uh, fucking Baldur's Gate three is rape blood man. <laughs> rape blood hyphen man. That's my favorite book. <laughs> that's my that's my fucking least favorite Mega Man boss is Rape Bloodman. <laughs> dude, I hate getting that level. It makes me uncomfortable, <laughs> dude. What the fuck? 
Uh, what happened to this game, dude? Mega Man 3 has this weird part where everything is like a robot cyber future, and then one of it is just like a fucking scary dungeon with a rape guy at the it's end. He's just a raper, man, <laughs> and it just ends. You can't beat him. And you can't just fucking says, beat him. You just get molested. And then your address pops up on the screen, and you're like, what the fuck? Don't go to sleep tonight. If you sleep, I fuck. And then it's <laughs> like, that's the message, and your console dies. But yeah, Dracula ain't no, he's not sucking her fucking no squids or nothing. No, no, I no. doubt it. He needs to get to America. Yeah. Uh, to fuck that, uh, I don't know. The The book ends in a in a pretty fucking wild way. Like, the the last guy who survives, he yeah. just straps himself he, to the, he can see the shore. Yeah. But he's like, I'm going to fucking die. Does he uh, turn into the hero then? Uh, no, no. Him? He ties himself to the steering wheel of the ship so that it follows the 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 sail path and makes it to the shore, yeah. um, because he's like the captain or whatever. Damn, does it end there or? That's that's where I think the movie's gonna end because that's where the story. The, the, that's where if, I'd assume. If the movie is about the human perspective of that part of the book, then it's not going to end. It's not going to keep going after Dracula makes it to America and start focusing on him. It's going to be a horror movie about these people trying not to die to Dracula, but they're gonna fucking die to Dracula because they don't have anywhere to go. Yeah, it's true. a boat in the middle of the ocean in 1750. Yeah, you can't go down the street. And uh, I'm I'm kind of interested in seeing that, but I think it's going to be super reliant on visual effects. If you watch a trailer for it, Dracula kind of looks like a, like an impish demon guy okay. instead of like a human, um, because that's his like feeding form or whatever is like his hibernating when he, form. Yeah, when he hungry, uh, he is described that way in the book. I do remember it, but it is a little bit off putting. It's not like what you would think of Dracula. Um, Lastly, on the media recap, uh, like quick note on what you just said, I think it'd be interesting to see that movie from his perspective about him waking up like really delirious and tired, yeah. being like, "Oh fuck, I'm in the imp demon form." Shit, and then he has to solve. I need some drink now. <laughs> he gets out and he's like, "Fuck, I gotta suck and fuck right I now." I need to. I I guess I gotta be one of those sucking fuckers, and but, I won't, but to, I won't do it gay style. And him trying to solve the suck and fuck problems and how to kill <laughs> and suck. The suck and fuck problems. The, the suck and fuck problems. That'd be kind of sick to see the bad guy's point of view solving shit. It's like the, not a quiet place, whatever. The one other one where the blind guy murders people. The sequel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, forgot what it was called. Uh, where you just follow the villain for the second Something film. quiet. Uh, I don't know, yeah. It's literally called like be quiet or something. It's probably I, like, don't breathe. Don't breathe, yeah. Don't breathe. Yeah. That's analogous to be be quiet, right? <laughs> be quiet. <laughs> be quiet. <laughs> Well, the whole, he's a blind guy, and he hears things really well, so you have to be quiet. Big voice. <laughs> hey, what's your name? <laughs> um, uh, no. Mischief Accusser. Mischief Castle! Last, yeah. Lastly, on the media recap. How much for porn did you watch? Uh, not a lot. I don't no. do a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I did watch was an actual horror movie for the first time in a long time. A natural horror movie? An actual horror movie. Oh, okay. A natural horror a different, movie. Yeah, I went out into the woods in the dark in a national park. <laughs> I thought you wanted you watched Animal Planet while real high. No, no, I'm not one of those animal guys. You're not um, one of them animal people. Man. I went to the theaters and saw the new Exorcist movie. Okay, was it good? I don't know. Oh. So I'm going to describe this Exorcist movie, by the way. Uh, Iron Man dies. Iron Man dies. He gets killed by Snape. 
um, at the end of Castlevania Nocturne, only yep. on Netflix, in theaters now, it's The Exorcist. And Dumbledore is Mr. Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He says, he says, you're a cook now, Harry. <laughs> Say my name. Dumb, dumb, Dumbledore. Dumbledore. <laughs> you're goddamn right. <laughs> uh, no, so here, I'll describe the movie to you. From my point of view, okay. as I watched it, yeah, sure. uh, you don't care to see this movie, right? I probably won't. Yeah. Okay, so I, the spoilers I see for this movie. A movie a year, yeah, exactly. So. Um, I'll describe it to you, and then you decide whether I liked it or not based on how I'm talking about it, because okay. I don't know if I liked it or not. All right. So, the the I can't get the word Castlevania out of my The Exorcist, yeah. The Exorcist, this new one. I forgot what its subtitle is, but it opens up Edge Runners. The Exorcist Edge Runners opens up with some black people in Haiti. And um, okay. I'm like, what? <laughs> They're taking some creative liberties. I, I, was was gonna say, I was like, I was in the theaters. I looked at the person I was there with, and I was like, what? <laughs> this is not where I thought. I didn't see any trailers for the movie, by the way. Uh, I didn't know what the. I haven't I was seen just, a single one. So I was just compelled to go because somebody else was interested in it. It opens up with some black people in Haiti. And it's a woman, and it's a black woman, and she's pregnant. She's pregnant, but she's walking around the beach in Haiti, and um, fucking, they're like, oh, this place is so beautiful, I love it. By the way, the camera work and editing in this beginning sequence, amateurish, terrible. I laughed out loud at just the camera work (laughs) for this sequence. Um, And then, about a minute in, a little black child and his compatriots run up to this pregnant lady on the beach um, in Haiti. They're black. And he grabs her hand and he says in like Haitian French Creole, he's like, I, I would like to show you something. I bring you to this woman. She's going to give blessings to your baby. And he like rubs her belly. And then uh, they run through the streets, and there's this really weird sequence where, like, the camera is, like, looking through holes in stuff as they run around to get to this place. Like, they're on the other side of, like, a bookcase or whatever, looking between books as this thing happens. And then um, this voodoo woman and the the kids that brought the pregnant lady there do this voodoo magic spell um, to give, like, a blessing to this this kid. And then... uh, the lady's husband comes up. He's like, you didn't do that voodoo bullshit, did you? And she's like, I did. I'm sorry. Uh, and then immediately a building falls on them. <laughs> cool. Uh, and, and I remember that the subtitle said Haiti 2010. And they included the actual like 5.0 earthquake that happened in Haiti wow. at the time. Holy shit. Um, and a building falls on this woman. And that is God's punishment to her for doing voodoo on her soon-to-be baby, I guess. Damn, I didn't know that's what the real cause of the earthquake was. Uh, actually, that's not crazy. a lot of people know that. But that's a the, fun the, the, the new exorcist opened my eyes. Oh, fuck. So the husband runs in to the collapsed building, and he goes up a couple stairs, and he sees that there's no more stairs. And then he looks to the right, and he's like, oh, there's the stairs. They're on my wife. And he's like... Uh, wife, please. And um, then the audio cuts out, and she like mouths something at him. Okay. Um, and then it cuts to like um, like an emergency hospital or like um, an emergency relief station. And 
I know he's he's supposed to be a doctor in this scene, but it is very clearly just a Haitian guy in regular clothes with only a lab coat on, <laughs> no stethoscope, no badge, no no fucking sterile gloves. Um, and he comes up and he has a little translator with him, and the husband's freaking out, and the doctor's like, uh, "We can." Your your wife has sustained life-threatening wounds. We can save her, or we can save the baby. We can only save one. And the guy, he grabs his hair, and he's like, No, dude, fuck. And then we get 13 years later. And he he's in the wife. He's in Georgia or whatever. Nope. Uh, the guy Why? Wakes, the guy wakes up. That's a bad choice. He's, he's making, got a bad ending. He, the guy wakes up. He's making some breakfast. And he's like, Petunia, or whatever the fuck her name is. Like, Nat, like Natalie, we got to go to school. Come on, time for school. And the girl, the girl comes down. And she's this little fucking thirteen-year-old black girl or whatever. He turned her, his wife, into a thirteen-year-old. And uh, that's yeah, I know. He fucking he, he aged his wife with voodoo. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> we could either save your wife or turn her into a little girl, like fucking RoboCop. And he's like, like I've always wanted to try out try out being a pedophile. No, I was like, we can save your wife, but only with fucking leftover parts from your dead children. <laughs> we could transplant the brain, but that's about it. Like fucking RoboCop, dude. Like, we can build her back better. And by better, we mean 20 years younger. <laughs> oh, my God. And he, his math was off, so he's she's 12. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, fuck, I didn't really think Shit! this out. And I should have like, used the calculator app on my iPhone too. Or and then he's like, "Fuck, is this unethical? I shouldn't tell anybody about this." But um, no, technically, he, my wife. No, he doesn't fuck his thirteen-year-old daughter. <laughs> <laughs> That'd he, uh, be a different movie. That'd he be he gets her ready for school. A dramatic movie. He gets her ready for school. He brings her to school. Um, <laughs> my thirteen-year-old wife. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's some anime where that's like the th- whole oh. thing. If oh, you, I'm sure. Yeah, like you can find that somewhere. It just won't be an American production. Oh, fuck no. Uh, <laughs> what was I saying? You've really derailed my train of thought here. <laughs> I, yeah, I gotta pee. Okay, you really destroyed my brain with the pedophile wife thing. Um, he the, said, time he, for school. Yeah, he said, time for school. He gets her out. Um, there's a cute little shot where they do an establishing, like a character establishment where they're they go to the car, and then the fucking the neighbor's like, "Hey, little girl, tell your dad I'll see him at the gym later." And then the fucking neighbor's and like, "The dad's like, how do you know my daughter?" No, no, no. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> are you fucking my pedophile wife too? That's no. fucking weird. And then the neighbor's like, "Hey, black guy, are you gonna leave your fucking trash cans in the <laughs> driveway all week?" It's like it's called trash days over. Put them back. Um, and then they go to school, and yep. uh, he. There's he's in the line to of cars to drop his daughter off, and then there's a second character establishment with this like white family of five, dropping their kids off at middle school as well. Oh and, my god! Um, this white family has a has a daughter as well. Her name's like Caitlin or something stupid and white like that. And um, she gets out of the car. She like fucking argues with her little brother or something. And then uh, this white girl goes up to the main black guy's car. And uh, says hi to him and gets the daughter out and they're best friends. That's their establishment. Um, and then the the black guy goes to work, <laughs> and then the it cuts back to the kids at school, and um, the black girl and the white girl they're they're talking about something, and then they're in class, and the black girl's like uh, talking to a girl who's in a desk behind her, 
and they're whispering something. Like the audience doesn't know what they're saying. Incantations. Uh, they're they're whispering something, and the audience doesn't know what they're saying. And then the black girl and the white girl they're looking at each other, and they nod, and they have a little plan. And the audience does not know what this plan is. But what the audience does know is that the other third black girl knows what the plan is. She's about to use her melanin powers. Her melanin magic. She's about to do Haitian voodoo in America, which is illegal. <laughs> it's banned. It's been banned. It's been since. banned. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the, the federal government, not even like the Catholic Church or anything. Since the earthquake, it was like, ooh, Obama was like, uh, no. My fellow Americans, you saw what it happened? You saw what Haitian voodoo melon magic causes? No, no thank you. No <laughs> thank you on that. No. Uh, no. Um, so school ends, and okay. then the, the black girl and the white girl, they walk out into the woods together. And um, they're just having fun, playing around. By the way, all this that I'm saying is like the first 20 or 30 minutes of the yeah. movie is establishment. And it's kind of slow-paced. And I'm beginning uh, to worry you're going to cover the whole movie, and that's going to be stressful. <laughs> honestly, it's kind of cute and quaint, and I really liked the beginning of the movie. Okay. Um, uh, and then hmm. and then, as soon as the girls walk into the woods, very interesting things start to happen. So, um, during the establishment earlier, the, the girl went up to the attic, the black girl went up to the attic and stole the fucking mom's mementos or whatever, all the stuff that the dad kept. And then he took it back and he's like, hey, that stuff's mine and it's important, don't touch it. Uh, so when the girls go into the woods, fucking, um, the white girl's like, here, just, so basically you just pull out this locket and you wave it and hypnotize yourself. And then you have a item that connects you to the dead person or whatever. And you just start talking to them. And they go into this, like, little well. They, they come yeah. up to this, like, square, like, cement-cut hole in the ground and take their shoes off and jump down into it. And it's like a fucking well or, like, a sewer thing or something. Um, and then... Speak to the dead. That's crazy. They start... They do, like... It's, it's like, supposed to be, like, a little cute thing. Um, and then next cut is uh, the black dad comes home. And he's like, fuck, my daughter's not here. Uh... So he calls the white family. Like, he goes into the school registry and then calls the school and then calls the fucking white family from that. And he's like, hey, my daughter said she was going to be studying at your house. Is she still over there? Because it's like 10 p.m. and she's not home. And they're like, uh, no, they, my daughter said that she was going to be at fucking the other black girl's house from the establishing shot in the school. Um, and then Imagine in, if that's what they said. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If they if that was the script, and I read it word for word just now. So they they uh, they cut immediately to the police station. The whole town's in an uproar. The daughters are missing. Everybody's like, "What the fuck are we gonna do, dude? This is ridiculous." Um, and the white family they go to church and they're like, "God's looking out for us." And the black dad he's like, "I don't believe in God because he killed my wife in Haiti." Um, and the girls are gone for like 15, 20 minutes of so the movie's runtime, but it's like three days in reality. Uh, and then they finally get back. They're found. Um, it's a, it's, the shot is like it cuts to some farm out in the rain, and it's like a, a fucking farmer dad's on a tractor, and it's like stuck. And he's like, hey, son, who's also in the shot? Go run in the barn and get the thing to get, use the tool to get my tractor unstuck. So he fucking books it back to the barn opens the doors, go past all the animals, and then he starts looking in this closet and he unveils the two girls and they're all fucked up and dehydrated and shit and scared and cold. Okay. And he turns around, he's like, Dad! Dad! And they go to the hospital 
and then they run a bunch of tests on the girls, and um, they're like, I mean, their stories are aligned. They said they walked in the woods, got lost, and then just kept walking until they found that barn, and they said it only felt like 30 minutes, and uh, something traumatic might have happened to them, but we can't unveil it from any of their physical signs, and they start, sh- they start like, during the medical examinations, they start showing us shit, and it's like, ooh, what the fuck is that? Their feet are all fucked up. Um, their eyes are really sunken in. They start doing, like, prosthetics and makeup on them. Um, the black girl, like, her stomach has a bunch of, like, cuts and scrape marks on it. Like, some th- something with really long nails. Almost like she got mauled by, like, a bear. Like, knowing that the movie's about something supernatural. Yeah. But it shows you shit of, like, they escaped, like, a mauling. Super intriguing when I was watching it in real time. Uh, and then... I don't remember any of this in the original... <laughs> I think this is a direct sequel to the original. Oh, it's a sequel. All right. I thought um, it was going to be a remake. No, it's okay. not a remake. It's not a remake. Um, so the girls go home. They're like, we don't know what the fuck is wrong with them, but give them some penicillin and wash their feet and whatever. They start acting really creepy and weird, and the power starts flickering on and off all of a sudden. Uh, and then 20 minutes of them building up being weird later, they bring them back to the hospital they check him into the fucking. They check the black daughter into the, like the mental institution or something because she's going crazy, and uh, the white family's like, "No, nah, we'll use the power of Jesus." Christ. Like, ah, no, ah. and she's like, not having it because there's a demon in her, and then she makes a big stink in the middle of the pews or whatever, and they're like, <laughs> "Fuck it, put her in the institution with the other girl. <laughs> Fuck it, shoot her with a gun. Shoot her, kill him, kill him. I don't like it. No, uh, I don't like it. She made a stinky." And the, the fucking, the white wife is on point, and she's immediately like, Tad, these are signs of demonic possession. Something happened in those woods. And then the black dad comes in, because he's also in the scene, outside of this insane asylum, and he's like, so you're telling me that they went out into the woods, did a satanic ritual, and encountered a demon? And the writing the Bull writing of shit. that, the writing of that is stupid, but it, it frames them in the... Well, doing the incantation. And it does this really cool thing with the camera where um, it flips like... Because they're, like, like they're, they're in like a foot of water, so their reflection is pretty good. So it flips through the water and then comes back to the original shot. And in the reflection, there's like a fucking demon lady around the little girl. And I'm like, ooh, what the fuck is that? That's that's kind of cool. I like the things that this movie sets up. I almost want it to be like a fucking um, supernatural thriller or like action movie or something where somebody's got to go John Wick their way through hell to get their daughter back. It does a lot of interesting shit visually. And then it just becomes a cheesy horror movie. Um, So they're like, fuck it. We figured it out. It's demonic possession. And then they they go through all their resources to get the exorcism going. And that and it becomes the exorcism to Castlevania. Um and they bring in the original mom from the original 1980s or whatever uh, exorcism movie. And she says, exorcism is very dangerous and it, it, you, need, um, you need to get the official Catholic Church trademark rights reserved involved in this. Uh, and she gets her eyes stabbed out by one of the girls because they didn't get the Catholic Church involved. And then she gets booted out of the movie. And they do an exorcism and some bullshit happens. Um, and during the exorcism they start bringing in some visual effects. And I'm like, ooh, what the fuck is this? This is kind of cool. Are they going to explore this? And then they never do. Um, 
And then the exorcism ends, and one of the girls dies, and one of them doesn't. And they're like, yay, the day is saved, and we all believe in God now. Goodbye. Oh, no. So I don't know if I like that movie or not, because there's a lot of things that I really liked. There's a lot of really cool shots. There's a lot of really cool effects, practical and digital. Um, There's a lot of really cool character moments and um, world building and stuff that goes on. And then the rest of it is like fucking cheesy C-tier horror movie. And it's like, it's, I don't, it's not average because it's like there's really high highs and really low lows. And I don't think that, I think there needs to be like a different metric aside from hitting the median and being like, yeah, it's a five. Mm, it just, um, from the description, strikes me as kind of corny horror. Uh, not in the most extreme senses that you would imagine from, like, old B-movie corny horror. It strikes me as, like, early Conjuring movies up until the last one. I like the last Conjuring movie a lot. I think I like that one a lot. That universe has gotten so big, I don't even know what is the last uh, one And there's Insidious movie, that one blew fucking massacock. Uh, most of them blew massive cock, but they had a lot of really cool moments. I'm like, oh, they're going to do something cool with this. And it's like, no, they're just going to do what you expect them to do with it. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, all right. Uh, oh, there's a, oh no, the makeup's shit. All right. Never mind. Fuck all that. Uh, oh, there's a thing. This is a cool setup. Oh fuck. I love this. Cause I hate it. And it's like, oh, okay. It pays off with it. Okay. Like the bat, like, did you see the Babadook? Remember uh, the Babadook? Yeah. Yeah. I it was this like one. independent Australian horror yeah, movie yeah, about yeah. The, the fucking kids book. That whole movie had none of the problems that I'm talking about, yeah. except for like the last minute where it reveals the Babadook, like it shows it visually instead of it just being this like background element that's haunting this kid and making him go crazy. And it's just a fucking guy in a hat yeah, with I some like sunken that. eyes. I like the whole build up. Uh, and and I like it's the, not scary anymore. I like the theme that was kind of just mental, mental illness. <laughs> It wasn't the Babadook didn't actually exist. Yeah, no, that and, was and probably then he, cool. And then when he did exist, it's like, all right, so they go, they, he get, just, they go get a gun with a silver bullet dipped in holy water, and they shoot the guy in the hat. If and he that's just how it never ends. existed, that's fine. If he was never shown on camera, where you just saw silhouettes and shit, and her killing the dog and stuff, and it's like it comes out like, yeah, she was just crazy. Yeah, um, that, they, they were both a, just crazy. That'd be a harder thing. It's like, oh fuck, <laughs> okay, that's dark. Oh yeah. Let Australia, let's go. All right, but now they're like, we're gonna make it the Conjuring at the end. All right, I don't know horror movie horror movies as a whole. I don't even know if I like them or not because that all the shit that they introduce is like this would be befitting of the whole idea of horror is that it's beyond your ability to deal with it, so you have to run and be scared forever, and then you're watching it unfold as an audience, and you don't get to do anything about it because it's a movie, a non-interactive medium, so you just have to be scared for an hour and a half. Um, but when they do it well, in my opinion, it befits other types of narratives where it's like people, I I mean, you should either one show more of it if you do it well visually, or it should be in a story where people can do something about it so you can see more of it and explore it in a better way. If you see more of it, then it should be a thing that could be easily dealt with somehow through the movie's logic. It's like, okay, that could be fun. I don't like that outcome of it. I like horror, which, uh, especially when it's paranormal. I like it when it's incomprehensibly paranormal. Oh, yeah. Par- it's fucked up. Paranormal activity one, two, and three, where it's like you never see anything. You it's just fucking bullshit starts to happen. But that's terrifying. And the character is trying to solve the issue. Uh, I rewatched the movies recently. They don't hold up as well as I thought. No, no. But 
when I watched them the first time, the things I loved about it was the characters trying to solve it. They're like, baby powder underground. Let's see if it walks. Like, maybe we just can't see it, and it walks around, and then they see the footprints, and they're like, fuck. Shit. <laughs> oh, no. And its feet look fucked up. Oh, yeah. And it's like, okay, now you, you're just seeing the feet, and you're just visualizing what the thing standing on it is. Horrifying. Ooh, I imagine the ooh. worst thing possible. You never see it. Not once. Uh, it was cheesy at the end where they just did a face morph on the woman to yeah. make her look possessed. That one, what's that one? Is it called Oculus about the fucking mirror in the yeah. attic that's haunting them? Yeah. And they try to fucking blow it up, but it just ends up killing the people who try to blow it up because it's haunted. Yeah. That one, the bit cheesy. Uh, I think they revealed something visually at the end. I don't remember exactly. I saw it a long time ago. But the, but the buildup of like, dude, this haunted mirror... We gotta do something about this bullshit. <laughs> it was like, um, it was like the horror equivalent of like uh, Adam Sandler's Click, where once he's stuck in the matrix of it, he can't throw the fucking remote away. He's just got to deal with it. He's got to figure out a way to. Far. He yeah, he just goes too far, and he's got to figure that out a way a, to deal with it. That is a the Click is a horror movie. Click is a horror movie. Yeah, same way as Forgotten is a horror movie. Oh yeah, they're concept they're concept horror movies. The in police the station sense. camera spin around when it's like. Nothing what you know is fuck? real, and then it is sheer terror. You can't trust anything. From no, that point. you can't trust anything. He runs home to his family. What the fuck? <laughs> First of all, who who are they? <laughs> it is 2017, and I thought it was 1997. 1997? <laughs> okay, I like no, those. Thank you. I like that type of horror, and uh, I referenced this book maybe prior prior on a podcast. I heard someone describe this one book where it's like an alien invasion. It is the most terrifying version of it where they're just sitting around, and then NASA puts out a press conference saying, all right, so Pluto vanished. Oh, And it's yeah. like, what do we do with that information? And then they're like, Neptune's gone. And then it's like every planet going in starts vanishing as it gets closer to Earth. And it's like, that that horror is a different... It's not comprehensible. If it was a big monster, Galactus is coming in, and you could have a picture of it. Oh, yeah. Not the same. Oh, you, we talked about this on the... Uh... The sci-fi sucks episode yeah. last year. Oh yeah, I yeah, brought yeah. Uh, after yeah, you brought that, that up. Yeah. I said um, I was talking about three body problem. Three body problem is getting an adaptation on Netflix pretty soon. Yeah, I heard about that. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, horror is very like uh, the element of the the fucking Dracula on a boat movie. The, the, I think horror is encapsulated well when the premise that you have to watch is about people who are stuck. The stuck thing is just no way out. Um, like uh, Train to Busan. Train to Busan. Train to Busan is also... terrifying. Uh, Snowpiercer is not a horror movie, but the idea of like, fuck, dude. Everybody is in this like lateral plane in this world where fucking you can't go outside. It's negative 200 degrees. The quickest way to make it a thing is being stuck. Because uh, like a lot of ways it's like, get the fuck out of there. What are you doing? <laughs> And those situations, like now nah, you're no, nah, you're here. <laughs> oh yeah, most of most of like the Conjuring and Insidious ones, where it's like uh, these fucking retards move into a house, and then they choose to stay there after they start getting haunted. It's like I I'm no longer rooting for you. Goodbye. I liked I only liked the last Conjuring movie because it felt epic. It wasn't. It was a little scary from like two, one jump scare in the whole. Which movie. one was the most recent one that you're talking about? Because there's a whole like verse now. Uh, yeah, I know. The last one I remember with the trailer was the kid walking down the street covered in blood, and then a police car stops him. And it's based on a true story where the kid murdered like his girlfriend and his uh, his girlfriend's dad or something. 
Uh, and the movie kind of absolves him of that murder. That kid's still alive. <laughs> don't don't agree with that no, so much. No. It happened in the 70s. But, like, the whole plot of it was super sick, where, like, the two ghost hunter people, the husband and wife combo, they solve the whole thing, and they become powerful. What? What They're do you like, mean power? Like, they just, ghost powers? They, no, they just know everything. It no. is, they're John Wick of ghosts. <laughs> so they're like, oh, this and this. Oh, the ghost is going to be here. Let's wipe this fucker out. And then they just do it. And then they do it again and again. I'm like, dude, this is epic. And it's just like, it feels like Indiana Jones and the murder of ghosts. It is insane. They're just going. That would be a sick title for an Indiana Jones movie. <laughs> Indiana Jones and the murder of ghosts. It is. They're just going into crypts and places, reading a few things. And the lady's like, Oh, I know everything. And the guy says, really? And she's like, grab that book and read it. And he's like, okay. And he reads it. And then things start happening. And then they win every time. You feel no fear for them. It's John Wick. It's John Wick. That's what I'm... I think that can be cool, too. Yeah. I think that aspect... Because um, presenting supernatural stuff or, like, um, antagonistic forces, even in things that aren't in horror, but, like, presenting them as scary to, like, fight or deal with, befits narrative you can fight it like takes a little bit of tension away but if they start failing in their most normal efforts that puts a little bit more tension into the situation because it's like oh shit this thing is now scary again how are they going to get out of this they do that at the end it's like mission impossible where like they do a lot of cool shit but then by the end it's like we're cutting it close those types of feelings it's like fuck they're annihilating everything and then their best lead turns out to be fake and it's Fuck, like, dude. the thing they thought would work doesn't work against the ghosts anymore. Shit. It's like, oh, shit. Here we go. So now they're going fun. up the caliber of demons and stuff yeah, until they is. run into the devil from the yeah, Bible. Yeah. It's it's John Wick and the Tears of Christ. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> John Wick 5, the Tears of Christ. <laughs> yeah. He's out there just crying on bitches and, and taking them out that way. And it's it was a fun watch. It's less horror than... And it's not horror. It's <laughs> no. Mission Ghosts. Mission Ghosts? Yeah, it's it's Ghost Recon. <laughs> yeah, Ghost Recon, yeah. It's Ghostwire Tokyo, but it's in <laughs> L.A. It was Ghostwire L.A. It was a fun watch. There was a lot of... It's just like... It makes you think like, oh, how would I solve this? The Conjuring universe is getting um, to a point where I can't keep up with what the fuck is going on. No, yeah. Um, I didn't watch most of the prior ones. The Conjuring... I watched the first two and said... It's like the Conjuring yeah. one, two, three, Annabelle one, Annabelle two, the nun, the nun two. Oh, I didn't like any of and those. And there's a, there's a. Oh, the nun actually. He's a. He's a I watched funny all of those with Phoebe. That was not a like. Oh, it was geez. a fun watch, but like not. The not nun never like scared me as a movie, but yeah. I do remember vividly um, before it came out. When I was like, I think it came out in like 2016 or something, the first one did. So I was like 15 years old. Um, I saw an ad for it on YouTube around like Halloween. And, uh, or maybe I was like 14 or something. I don't know. But the point is, I saw an ad for it on YouTube and I, it was uh, it was on my TV. I was like watching, I started getting into like podcasts. I put on like playlists of podcasts so that I could use the TV as like a as like a white noise machine, basically. Yeah. Um, and so, an, like a five second ad for it comes on, and it just says, "This is an ad for the nun," and it's just a it's a framed painting of the nun, and I'm like, I'm sitting in the dark, in my room, like on my phone or something, but I'm like kind of looking at the TV, and uh, all I can see in the room, aside from like my phone, is 
the TV with this five second ad, and it's just a frame painting. And then in the last second, um, it's like uh, it's on a wall, and to the right of it, it's like a light switch, and a hand comes in from the right of frame and flicks the light switch off, and it in the dark it turns into like this one frame switch of like a creepy, scary picture of the nun. And in real life, I was like, oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then I watched the movie and it's like, oh, this is not scary. You know what's scary nowadays? Someone that's actually nailing horror? Kane Ooh. Pixels on YouTube. Kane Pixels? What is that? The guy that did the back rooms. Like the... Like the, the, the found footage Found back footage back rooms. Back rooms. Yeah. The, it's like... I wouldn't call it analog horror. I think most analog horror, horror is kind of... Kind of gay. I don't like most of it. It's just like PowerPoint slides of like this. This text is spooky. I'm like, yeah. If I think about, oh it. oh my gosh, it's a little corrupted. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't. It's kind of boring. What is that? Um, his. Have you seen the back rooms? Is that what is the genre of that? Non-liminal spaces or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know the lore of the back rooms, right? You, I don't know. I, I remember seeing like the fucking 4chan post of it in like oh, 2018. Okay. I, is I, is does it have lore now? I think the it's whole idea full of, of lore. There's I think the idea of that it, by itself is gay. It is because you're spawning that whole like analog horror storyline off of oh, a fucking another not. Um, you're you're uh, spawning that whole thing off of a fucking goofy 4chan post about like about just you're one getting picture. sent to a yellow room now. It was just a picture of a room. Yeah, that's what it was it, of an office space that was getting torn down. Yeah, it was a torn down office uh, space with like dim yellow lighting that was like color color graded down. So that it looks a little bit unsettling because then, yeah. it's not a place somebody would feel comfortable. And then it, it came to the place of like, imagine if this is what the reality was when you clipped out of true reality. Like yeah. if, if it was truly simulation. That's kind of what it was. It was like you'd get clipped into an infinite maze of these rooms. And that's like, all right, yeah, this is fucked up. Like, And people had like little mini creepypasta lores about like, how long would you survive? Could you eat the carpet that's on the floor? What would you do? Could you eat the carpet? Yeah, it's like... All those things, and it's like, fuck. The idea of going to that place and it's an infinite maze, kind of horrifying uh, on its own. But he made a film, a found footage film, and it's really fucking well done. Is that the one where it's like, there's a creature in there? Yeah, there's a creature in there. I Yeah, I remember the tagline for that, where it's like, um, if you can hear it, but you can't see it, then it can definitely hear you and see you, or something like that. I don't remember there being a tag. It was just a YouTube series. I, well, I'm just yeah. saying, like, peop- that's the tagline of, like, posts people would Maybe. make about it. It's, oh, if you think you can see it or hear it, it can definitely see you and hear you, so you better run or something. Yeah, maybe. Um, I never found, I just, I, I'll look at, what is it called, Kane Pixel or That's whatever? the guy's name. He's actually finally making a full feature film with A24 films. With A24 the, films? Uh, of the back rooms. That's cool. I I'm hope they don't excited. fuck it up by adding blue and purple lighting to it. <laughs> it's going to be very yellow. I promise. It's going to be two people, and one of them is black and one of them is Mexican, and it turns out they're gay, and then they change the lighting to be blue and purple. The whole premise of his universe is that the government discovered the back rooms. The government did. So yeah. it's like an SCP. It's kind of kind like of that, thing. where it's like they found this infinite space where you could just store things. So they started like opening it up with a portal constantly. Ooh. And then in the lore, like around the 90s, a ton of people went missing. And you it's like thrown in there. It's like these little holes started appearing in the world where you could just step wrong and fall into the back rooms, and then uh, it caused earthquakes, whatever. And this government is trying to control it. And then one of the f- videos that came out of it was a guy that's doing a student film, and he backs up a few steps and falls, 
and he falls into the back rooms Ooh. and he wakes up with the camera still and he's filming. Oh, so it's like a found footage yeah. movie. And he's running around freaking the fuck out, looking at the hallways, thinking he's going insane. And then this thing starts chasing him around the maze. Oh, okay. Uh, that is the way it's shot. In f- you, I can't believe you haven't seen it. No, because I don't keep up with... Um, I don't I don't like shit. Like, um, he finished the series. And what I wanted to get to, uh, after you say your thing, uh, I can't wait to I just... I just I, I didn't know that was a thing that was happening. Yeah. I just remember because I I guarantee that this his stuff started after it gained traction and became a meme on the internet. Yeah, and I remember so. seeing that happen in real time in all the sites that I was browsing and, and forums and stuff. And I just didn't like the trend of people saying the same thing over and over yeah. again and adding their own bullshit lore to it. It's like, dude, this is a fucking this is a reaction image of a yellow room you share yeah. when you don't like a post on Twitter. It that's into, that's it. It turned into a had like over a hundred floors to the back room, so you could enter a door, go to a different one, and then it's like, oh, this room's that's, blue. Oh, what, fuck yeah. that. That's gay. That's stupid. And then this room looks like a regular neighborhood, and it's like all these little things. Um, he finished the series really well done. There was one like agent that escaped the fucking uh, facility that studies the back rooms, and then the government fucking zeroes him. <laughs> Um. Uh, but his new series is presented like a YouTube channel, like a guy that's just vlogging for like ten viewers, and uh, it starts off with this guy saying, "Yo, I found something cool in the woods," and he's walking down the trail, and he's like, "It should be by this tree." Yep, it's still here. That's insane, and he walks up, and it's a hole in the ground, and then uh, he angles his camera down in the hole, and it's a stairwell that supposedly it looks like it infinitely goes down. Ooh. And it looks like it has lights in it, like industrial, really industrial. And he's like, dude, I shouldn't be doing this, but I want to explore it a little bit. And like, I have my camera. I just want to film this and post it on YouTube. I'm whatever. Like you would, I guess. Uh, it's just in the middle. It looks like a Thatcher's Park. Ooh. It's just he founds, finds this little crack in the ground that he could climb into. And he gets down and it's this infinite stairwell. He gets to the bottom and it turns 90 degrees left. And he thinks he's at the bottom. Turns. It's another almost infinite, infinite stairwell. He keeps going. And he reaches the bottom. There's a door. Opens the door. Now he's shaky. This is just the first episode. Opens it. It's a weird, like, tiled floor now. And it's like a little... It looks like a fucking murder dungeon. It's like, fuck, this is creepy. He almost leaves. He's like, fuck it, I'm gonna stay in. Walks in. There's another door. Walks through it. And then he can't comprehend it at first. Because his light can't reach that far. It's pitch black. But he starts looking around. It's a regular shopping mall underground. What? Yeah. <laughs> that's the premise. And you could hear distant mall music playing. Like, an, a, like an abandoned mall? Uh, it looks like an empty mall. Oh, like an empty Before mall. any okay. stuff got put in there. And oh. he just looks around. He's like, fuck this. Leaves. <laughs> okay. And then that's the first episode. I'm like, dude. This, uh, this stairwell he's going on, is it like... Infinite blackness on either side, and he no. has to like bounce. Okay, it's like it has walls and yeah, stuff. It has, it has, it has walls and lights and stuff. It's, so it's like, yeah. it's like a hallway almost that just goes for a long and time. And he's talking the whole way down. It's like a ten minute section of him just walking down these stairs. Okay. And he's like, "Shit, I hope there's no people here. Like, I don't want to get arrested. I didn't see any trespassing signs, whatever." So he's assuming it's a bunker or something. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and that's what you're assuming in that first episode. That can be. I I think that can be kind of cool. And uh, then the second episode, he revisits it. He's like, "I gotta actually enter the mall." <laughs> And that is my favorite horror. Once you get in, the, gets in there. Ooh, it looks so good. Fucking, uh, that reminds me. Did, did you ever get into like SCP? Like, cause I got into like SCP reading stuff. Unfortunately, that is one thing I didn't get into. 
that reminds me of this really good one. I forgot what the number is of it. Like a, a lot of SCPs, they're mm. fucking stupid bullshit. Um, yeah, it turned into the back They're rooms. like That's they're like thirteen year old Reddit tier horror analog horror stories. It was old backrooms, um, motherfucker. And these people like to think that they're good at writing, yeah. and they're not. But there is this one collective entry called like the Red Pool or like the Blood Pool or something, which is um, it's just this it's just this little pond in like Alaska somewhere in like the middle of a forest and it never freezes over no matter what phase of the winter is no matter how cold it gets and the the fucking SCP foundation finds it and they're like shit what the fuck's going on here so they build up they build like a little settlement around it like a little um, containment unit around it and then one day they just start sending shit in there and they're like alright well is this like volcanic is it connected to the ocean is there a shit in here and they send a probe, and then it reaches its maximum range, and it's like, fucking nothing. <laughs> so they build, like, a James Cameron uh, submarine, and, like, okay, this manned one has extra pressure walls and um, a much longer battery and range, and we can connect it to, like, a four-mile cord up at the surface. Right. So they send it down this thing, and it's, like, pressure reading is, like, oh, my God, this thing's about to get crushed. And then right as soon as, like, they think, oh, we're going to hit our maximum place fucking they get sucked down like a mile and they shoot out really fast the gravity fucking inverts and they get sent out into this like mirror dimension <laughs> where uh they pop up on the surface they've lost all contact with um the surface team at the base and it's like what the fuck they they hop out of the sub they look down the sky is red and the pool is blue and they're like oh fuck dude so they go around, they make a ton of notes. There's footprints on the ground, like, of the area before they got there. Um, and they're like, shit, dude. They take a bunch of notes, they hop back in the sub, and then the one thing SCP does really good is that there's a ton of, like, redacted shit where, like, the files yeah. just cut out for huge chunks of time. So the rest of the logs are, like, big chunks of time between, like, um, missions to go and see what the fuck's going yeah, on. Yeah. And then... Later, team of sixty people with guns. Because the fucking because the fucking horror dinosaur that chased us last time out of the mountains needs to be dealt with asap. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell is this? Um, and then all the logs just come back, and it's like survivors log number one, survivors log number five, survivors log number nine, and it's always like story. They always come back with like one or two guys. It's like, why do you keep going? But the the horrors that they see just get worse and worse and worse. And it's like, as far as you get away from it, the closer you get to like hell or something. Yeah. Um, and the I liked it because it was um, you're reading records of it. There's no there's no taking a, a trench basically good, but you can't take like a camera there or like a microphone or something. Yeah. Fuck. I like I like that. That's uh yeah, that's the same kind of energy from what I saw with the backroom films. Films. <laughs> backroom. Films. Uh, they're fucking so well done that they might as well be fucking Clint films. Eastwood's the backroom. It's like how they were studying them, it's it's not like it's just below the ground. It is everywhere. It's another dimension. And it almost seems like somebody's trying to mimic humanity in this other realm, but failing at it terribly. Mm. So they're making Rooms that don't make sense, and then they're making creatures that are almost human. There, yeah. So you get a bunch of uncanny yeah. valley. It's that's it, the that's the that's the crutch that it always yeah. relies on is uncanny valley. It's a it's like a person made out of strings yelling help. Oh, 
those types of things. You enter I turned your DNA into fruit by the foot. It's like those types of things. It's like, oh, that's gross. I don't like how any of that looks. And it's never explained what is doing it and why it's there. And I love that. Mm-hmm. It's like, fuck, is it like failed realities or is it someone else trying to mimic humans? Epic horror. Um, with the new mall one. New mall one. You gotta see it. At least the mall one. I'll get I'll get into it. Here. We'll I'll watch that and then we'll watch Castlevania and Kung right. Fu Panda. Oh, we should watch hmm. Kung Fu Vania. Kung Fu Vania. Castle Panda. Castle Rooms. Let's watch fifty episodes of Animal Guy. Kung Fu Castle Rooms. No. Were this uh, Kung Fu Castle Backs. This- Halloween is just around the corner, folks. Yeah. This is this is a good Halloween episode. Did I tell you my plan, my costume plan? Was it still Among, among Us? Uh, no, it's the Fall Guys. It's the inflatable Fall Guys one. Oh, shit. I have a backup plan of a second costume inside of the inflatable one in case they don't <laughs> let me into clubs or anything. They, they might. Can't see they, my won't. Face. they won't. <laughs> yeah, so I'll just I'll turn the fucking fan, the inflator fan off, and then unzip it and step out in a different costume. That's pretty good. And then everybody who's going to be there is going to be like, whoa, what the fuck, dude? If it's a full body one, you're gonna be so hot. (laughs) (laughs) You're gonna come out as dressed as sweaty man, (laughs) wet boy, sweater man. (laughs) Fucking just collect my eight pages. Damn, you dressed like that guy that just went swimming. That's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) That's fucking on. This is my Michael Phelps costume for Halloween. This is me going to the shower, but oops, I forgot to take my clothes off, motherfucker. (laughs) That's me. (laughs) <laughs> I'm wholesome showers in swim trunks, man. Damn, I'm shower thoughts all the time type of guy. <laughs> My hollow. <laughs> I like water. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a Halloween costume. That's just a statement. Dude, you heard about fish tanks? No, not the Sam Hyde show. Like... The one with the water in it? The water men. Yo, dude, waterfalls? That's my Damn. shit. Aquaman. See him before? Mm, me. That's me, dude. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Is there an Amber Heard around here somewhere? Oh, dude, I'm going to send out an Amber Alert in a second <laughs> if I don't fucking find her, bro. <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> that was a weird segment to end that off with. <laughs> All right, good night, Goodbye. Everybody.